Episode 91 of the Plus One Player Podcast. I am one of your host, Steve, and this week I'm joined by the Android Queen, Kate. Hello, Kate. How are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. We're both another year older now. This, our birthdays have come and gone. We're, I know. We're feeling it deep down in our bones. Ugh. But, you know, it feels great. Ugh. Anyway. Well, <laughs> you don't bones. need to, like, remind people that we're aging, Steve. They can just think we're, like, ephemeral and timeless. It's like Tuck Everlasting. Closer to the yeah. abyss. No, oh, I can't wait. It's coming. I can't wait for the abyss. The abyss suits me. I'm a <laughs> robot. I don't age. As you can hear, we're joined once again by the man who's he's happy to be here, and we're happy to have him. It's Matto. How you doing, Matt? Always happy to be here, because then I'd be somewhere else, and God yeah. forbid I'd be <laughs> there. That was who said wants so to be enthusiastically. <laughs> oh, then I'd be somewhere else. <laughs> Not here. Yeah, it's because else. like really, there's nowhere else. You should be. This is just the the spot to be, especially in these summer months as we're it's it's winding down. We're like almost in the midway point of August. We got like little summer left, a little bit more uh, beach days, a few more opportunities to get brutally sunburned. <laughs> I do want to say knock on wood. I've I've made it so far without the sunburn because I've just oh, gone heavy on the SPF it. this year. <laughs> I know, but no, no you you just gotta keep going heavy on the SPF. That's just that's just how it is. Gotta bathe. Yeah. I will say I was, I was a little disappointed because I had I was at the lake house last month and I, I wore a shirt like for the first time since I wore it there, and like I've even washed this thing and it still has like a hint of a smell of sunscreen. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, what happened in the washer that just it just didn't get that scent out? Anyways, so copper tone, strong scents. In the theme of summer fun, you'll notice Manny's not with us because he's been summer loving and he's been having a blast. So it happened so fast. He met a girl. Those summer nights. Him. Those summer <laughs> nights. It's been it's been a wild couple of months for him. So you know we're gonna we're gonna let him have his summer fun. But in the meantime, we do have to keep the house clean because there's fucking sand everywhere. So please follow us on social media. We're at Plus One Player on Twitter and Instagram. That's at Plus the Number One Player. Go find us on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash Plus One Player. And go check out the website, which is PlusOnePlayer.com. There, you'll find all of our content, all of our articles, and links to Twitch, twitch.tv slash Plus One Player. Go check out some streams. I know Kate's getting geared up to stream some more Shadowbringers. And then I know in a couple months when uh, Shadow Keep comes out, for Keep with the Shadow theme, We'll be doing some Destiny 2 streams with the new content. So go check us out at twitch.tv slash plus one player. And on the website and the Twitter bio, find a link to the Discord. We have a great community. We'd love to have you, unless, of course, you're racist. In which case, I hope the SPF does not work for you and you get a very uncomfortable sunburn that perhaps leaves a mole. I'm not saying it's a cancerous mole. I'm just saying it's a mole. That's it. (laughs) And after all that, if you've enjoyed the content, if you enjoy hanging out on Discord, head on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. And if you're feeling generous, throw us a buck or two, because every dollar you give us will go right back to the show to make it the best podcast it can possibly be. We have an amazing group of supporters, and we would love it if you join that awesome group. And can't finish up housekeeping without mentioning the biggest Patreon supporter, and that's the sponsor of the show, Nerdiest Brands. But I'll tell you about that before the topic of the show, as I always do. And so, just like that, the house is clean. No more sand. Watch out for the aloe, though. People are dripping aloe in here. It's a little slippery. So we have a fun episode planned because we have a follow-up for the topic 
we're going to be kind of doing the opposite of what we talked about a couple months ago where we did the satisfying endings to video games. This one, we're going to do the flip of that, and we're going to talk about some endings that disappointed us. At the end of the show, we're going to do some voicemails instead of patch notes because we have a few different voicemails from our listeners. So we're going to play some of those and talk about the things that are on your minds. And to kick it off, I'm actually pretty excited about this. We're trying something new. It's going to be called Weeb University with Professor Kate. And so what Kate's going to do <laughs> is she's going to educate Matt and myself because we're not this, – this game isn't necessarily our cup of tea – but it's all the rage. You can't go on social media or game sites without seeing everything about Fire Emblem Three Houses. So she's going to teach us, us uneducated masses, all about Fire Emblem Three Houses. She's going to talk about what she's enjoying. So I will say there'll probably be a little bit of spoilers in there. So if you haven't played it yet and you are interested, maybe skip ahead to the topic and go listen to that again. Yeah, I'll, I can keep spoilers to a minimum. So I, I would say if you have seen the trailer, I'll, um, I won't spoil anything that's not already in the trailer for it. All right, perfect. So with that, let's kick it off. We're going to classes in session, which I hear is kind of, it, it actually plays into I what we're talking about here. I was going to say that so you're, you're very on theme. I, um, I got something there. So let's let's yeah. kick it off. We're going to throw it over to Professor Kate so she can educate Matt and myself all about Fire Emblem Three Houses. Okay. Well, Fire Emblem Three Houses is the first Fire Emblem game on the Switch. It's also the first Fire Emblem game on, like, any home console in quite a while, if they've been on DS um, for a long time. And... Yeah, it's super popular. There's, like, great memes right now that are really funny. Fire Emblem Three Houses. You play as a professor. So this is Professor Kate talking about Professor Byleth, um, who's the main character. And you get to pick from one of three houses to teach at this monastery. And the houses are all comprised of, like, noble people of like noble birth or high standing or whatever so it's like a little harry potter at first because you you have like a house rivalry and you know everybody's friends but they're still like oh who's gonna win the battle of eagle and lion this month like trash talking and stuff so as their professor you can um teach them different skills so like for the um, various classes, like say you want, you know, so-and-so to be a sword master, you can say, okay, I'm going to teach you sword skills. And then you can have them take certification exams to change their class. So Fire Emblem Three Houses, like all Fire Emblem games is like a um, turn-based tactical game. So that that still stands um, in this game as well with your students. Um, You can also... If there's like a student in another house that you really like, you can butter them up with gifts, um, as is RPG tradition, to get them to like you, and then they might join your house. So there's like recruiting of other houses to try to like join your house. That kind of, I feel like that like slaps in the face of this rivalry, though. Well, so you cannot. So each house is led by like the big wig um, mm-hmm. person who's like the next in line for whatever big noble family so there's like the um the house that i'm playing there's dimitri who is the prince he's going to be the king so if you were playing a different route you cannot recruit him he's like ride or die team blue i'm not going to join another house um so there there are some people that you just can't recruit because they are 
fully tied to their house. But there's like other people that, yeah, if you give them enough flowers and owl feathers and um, talk That's to them a lot, <laughs> they will they'll be like, oh wow, you're great. I'm gonna join your house. The feral's just very lonely, I think. <laughs> yeah, um, they, That's all it they takes are. To move, right? Well, it's funny that you say that because like as I was playing, I was thinking like a therapist would like really clean up here. Um, even if they just charge like $5 a session because everybody has <laughs> major issues. It's just and, like uh, Lucy you know, from Charlie Brown. She just, they just open up yes, the psychiatrist booth. They need, they need that. <laughs> $5. Like, they shouldn't have hired the player character as a professor. They should have hired you as like a counselor or something. Cause everybody's got <laughs> major, major issues, which is kind of cool actually. Cause Fire Emblem has a lot of like tropes. They like to repeat over and over and over. Yeah. Um, and, and in this game, they still have that. Like, they still have the womanizer and the person that is just into training and whatever. But, like, they actually kind of, like, go more in-depth with that. So, like, you learn that – you learn, like, the womanizer is actually just a womanizer because he knows he's going to get married off to whoever his father chooses anyway. So he's just going to sow his wild oats while he can kind of thing. Damn. So there's, there's, like, a little more depth to them, hmm. which is pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, everybody has major issues. There's a lot of bad stuff that happened in the past that, you know, has come to bear on the present. And um, so anyway, the, the first half of the game is very Harry Potter. It's fun. There's some mysteries. There's some weird stuff um, about your character that you're like, hmm, this is a little strange. But it, yeah. it's like generally pretty lighthearted. But then this is the thing that's like a spoiler if you haven't seen the trailer. But if you've seen the trailer, you know, um, time jumps five years ahead. And then when the time jump happens, the the three houses are now at all at war with each other. Not just Whoa. like within the monastery, but like their relative kingdoms or whatever are now at war with each other. So all these people that were like childhood friends um, are now trying to kill each other. And if you thought they had issues before, <laughs> holy shit, they really have issues now. Yeah, I feel like that could draw, you know... <laughs> A few more issues out of some folks when all of a sudden yes. they're not. Now, what do they have like a, a, a sport that they were rivals in? Because you said it's kind of Harry Potter, so they, yeah. they they got Quidditch there. So was there something here that they had like a little sport rivalry on before they're now just trying to kill each other? Yeah, like like the first the first half you have like mock battles and stuff, or like uh, they send you to like, like the kill bandits, but like it's yeah, like Ooh. the actual battles between classmates are just like a mock battle for like you know bragging rights or a treasure or whatever it's it's not a real yeah. fight but now it's like oh okay you are trying to take over my lands we actually have to fight each other for real because, <laughs> yeah and so um one of the really cool things about this game is that obviously depending on the route you choose um the first half i feel like is pretty samey like it, it there's some different stuff, but generally it's the same. But the second half is wildly different. So there's really three different games in one. And actually, there's a hidden fourth path that I just found out about. So there's literally like four games you can play through here. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. And it's, it's, they, so again, going back to the time skip thing, everybody's five years older. So they also made two sets of character models for everyone because they're all like teenagers so of course Jeez. five years is gonna like make a pretty big difference in how they look so yeah there's just there's a lot of impressive work that went into this game um 
you know, you certainly get your $50, $60 worth with this. Yeah. I've been playing for like 60 hours, and I'd say I'm like 65% of the way done. 60? And that's just one of the houses. So which just house one. were you? Uh, the Blue Lions. So you're the Blue, Blue Lions. Lions. Yes. Do so, you have like a fight um, song? Yeah, we we are currently the underdogs in this time. Oh, really? Big time. They got us. They got us on the run. So um, <laughs> we're fighting to retake our lands. Although I don't really know what my character has invested in it, other than these are my students and they're in trouble. So I guess I'll help them. But if I had to complain about one thing, I would say the main character is very bland. They, they try to do like that the... appears to be like a typical <laughs> yeah like... you know they're trying to like let you i guess sort of like, like put self insert your... yeah. but and it's like put a your silent personality onto this. protagonist but but really not because you only have like two dialogue options all the time oh, so yeah i mean so that's not really it's like <laughs> it's and, just and like most yes of or them no. are like pretty samey as well it's not even like yeah mass effect where it's like okay you can be like a nice person or an asshole it's pretty much the same thing and like i don't know a lot of the dialogue options like just make them seem stupid like like someone was like oh i've been having nightmares lately and one of the dialogue options is nightmares question mark it's like do you not speak english like what what is the question here like did you not hear them what are those yeah Yeah, exactly it's like okay like why am i even talking it i don't know yeah, that that's but, pretty um, weird because the, uh, that's a that's a pretty universally known thing. Right, right. Yeah, I mean the other characters are great, and like I said, they went way more in depth and made them way more interesting. I think than Fire Emblem's past. So I'm like, I'm kind of willing to forgive the protagonist being boring, but it also makes them stand out even more when they're surrounded by like fully fleshed out, um, mm. interesting characters. So, yeah. Now, I, you I said don't the like... combat is, like, it's turn-based. What, so, what do you have in terms of character management? So, like, how many characters are you kind of working with at a given time? And what's the rank-up system like there? And then what does inventory management look like? Because I feel like I saw some things that that, get, that, that can get a little overwhelming. Yes, definitely. Um, I would say inventory can be a little overwhelming. So, the character uh, management you know you usually with any given map you have a set number of people you can deploy with so i think it's like usually like eight or ten um so you you kind of pick your people and you can you can see the full map before you start um so like you can see your opponents um so for instance certain classes are weak to magic or bows so like last night i did a map that had like a ton of um, archers so I left all my people that were weak to bows behind because I yeah. knew that was going to be a shit show if I took them. Um, so you can you can kind of like plan ahead a little bit. It's kind of like advanced wars. Yes. Is that yeah? Yes. It kind of sounds like that. Yeah. So it's like a so map you and pick... you just kind of like put your guys all around like the grid. Yes. Yeah. And so um, so you have your grid, and then each you know it's turn based, so you you can move people. Um, when you go to attack, you get what's called the combat forecast, and it kind of shows like, okay, you're gonna do this much damage. They're the gonna do this forecast. much damage. I know it's weird. It's a weird term. <laughs> it's a guy um, so you can kind of like guess, you know, okay, is this is this a smart thing to engage in, or is this person gonna get blown up? Um, and they also added in this one, they added you um, aggro lines, so you can see who's gonna be attacked on the next turn by the enemies, which is really helpful. 
So you can kind of know like, oh, that person is really vulnerable. Like I need to get more people out there to um, kind of protect them or block block people. Um, yeah. So that that's kind of how combat works. Um, it is by no means fast, but you know it's it's strategic. Um, you know you can you can use um, there's like walls and stuff that you can cover behind, and then you can just you have people that can like attack two or three squares away, so you can kind of like put your mage behind the wall to like hit people and stuff. So you can get pretty strategic there. Um, the inventory management is like all RPGs. You know, yeah. you have everybody can equip weapons and they each can equip an accessory. Um, I think they can hold like five or six things at once. Weapons have durability that you have to factor in. Every time you attack, a weapon will lose durability. So you want to make sure it doesn't break. So in between oh, battles, you have to see the blacksmith. The worst. Um, <laughs> and then there are like fancy pants weapons that the nobles can get that are called relics that are like super good but they yeah. take very rare materials to repair so you have to be you can't just be like all right you got the cool sword just go kill everyone because they're gonna like right. run out of things real fast and then there's magic of course there's healers um some of the healers have some really cool skills like you can silence um enemy mages or they have like a rescue spell where they can like pull somebody that's in a tight spot like back to their position um, which just adds to, you know, the strategy as well. So that's kind of how that all works. Do you have other questions, my students? What would you say has the more irresponsible teaching staff, this school <laughs> or Hogwarts? Oh, my God. That is a great that is a great question because they are, like, pretty irresponsible here. Go on, kids. So I, Kill each other. Well, not that. So I... I I did say, okay, this is like a slight, just a very slight spoiler um, for like an earlier part of the game. Um, at one point, a student gets kidnapped. Well, a girl gets kidnapped, I should say. And like everyone is really concerned because she happens to be related to someone who is very important to the monastery. But like they offhandedly mention this other girl that went missing the year before. And they're like, oh, but she probably just ran away. And then when you <laughs> rescue the other kid, the the kidnapped girl, the other girl's down there, and everyone's just like, oh, we just thought she ran off. She took, like, kidnapped for a year. So like, this girl's clearly not as important as the one they actually Exactly, that's, like, related to the the big shot. Yeah, I was just like, wow, this is a great school. It's like <laughs> having a giant secret chamber in your school with a monster well, living in it yeah, that they, no one seems no, to know about. There's no monster, but there are definitely like big old secret chambers at the school as well. Yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. Um, I, I guess I would like say Harry Potter staff is slightly more irresponsible just because more things at Hogwarts can kill you. Like, you know, there's no forbidden forest or like you said, the yeah. basilisk Things that are, are just like meant that. to be there. Not even like, oh, that's not, that shouldn't be like that. It's just like, oh, right, just right. don't go near that tree. It'll kill yeah. you. We're not going to get rid of it. <laughs> it just don't go near just it. Don't, yeah. The school <laughs> itself is like pretty safe and tame. I would say that they're not, yeah, they're definitely not that responsible clearly when it comes to like missing students and stuff. Um, but at least there's no whomping willow that's going to, you know knock you out gonna watch out for that I, my my last question would be what would you say is maybe like two or three 
tips you'd give to somebody who is new to the Fire Emblem series, and that's the game that they start off with? That's a good question. So I I would say don't be stingy with gifts. You want to give gifts to your people and anyone you want to recruit because you, you want to build, like, you basically can build relationships with people and they, they have a rank. And the higher your rank is, the uh, more bonuses they get if they're, like, next to each other in battle and stuff. So not only do you get, like, combat bonuses, but also the characters are just really good this time around. The support yeah. conversations are really interesting. Um, they're a great way to learn more about the characters and kind of their individual motivations and stuff. So I would say, yeah, be don't be stingy with gifts. Definitely... Every month you get like a list of free days where you can do different things. So you definitely want to explore at least once a month because that way you can kind of talk to everyone um, and that's when you get to give them gifts and all that kind of thing. So you want to explore. Um, you do want to grind a little bit on your battle days. I like to keep everybody sort of around the same level. That way if a map comes up like the one I was talking about where it was suddenly like there's a lot of archers, so I can't bring, like, four of my people because they're just going to get killed by archers. It's good to have sort of that backup. Yeah, definitely use the combat forecast. Pay close attention to that before you engage in anything. I would also encourage people when they are um, assigning classes to their units to try to get a good spread. So, like, don't just make everybody a mage or everybody an archer or whatever. You kind of, like... All of the classes have something valid to offer. I haven't yeah. seen a class yet that seems like just really garbagey. So <laughs> I would kind of play to the students' skills, but try to get like a good a good spread of people. And at least with um, Blue Lions, it kind of seems like they they give you at least one person that can kind of fill each role. Um, I, I don't know about the other houses, but at least with that one, they do save a lot. Oh, you can fish. <laughs> <laughs> And I, it I increases like we didn't even your need to, Yeah, we didn't even need to ask that. It's like, if you're playing this game, yeah. fishing must have been mandatory. Like, And you can it increases your professor rank, and I don't understand why. Because, like, like, the other stuff that increases your professor rank is, like, teaching. Um, when your students an ask you a question and you give them, like, a good answer. Like, it's all stuff that's, like, very logical to increase your professor rank. But then catching fish does, too. And I'm like, I don't know, I don't know what this has to do with teaching, but... Yeah, oh, the other the other thing I would suggest unless you really want to be tryhardy is to play on casual if it's your first time cuz so there there's normal and hard which is just just determines like how hard enemies hit, their HP pool, etc. And then there's like casual and I forget what what the other one is. So um in casual mode if your units get KO'd, they just retreat from the battlefield. In I think classic mode, um, if they get KO'd, they die permanently. So I would Whoa. I would definitely stay away from classic mode until you have some fire emblem experience under your belt, um, because that is a good way to end up with like three people um, <laughs> at the <laughs> end very easily. Especially if you're new and you're just like not used to the combat system and everything. Um, yeah, and you so, just go in guns blazing, getting your yeah, ass kicked. Yeah. yeah, like, I know the word casual, like, kind of has a negative connotation in the gaming space, but, like, I like also not having a bunch of dead characters on my roster, so... Oh, yeah, play uh, whatever difficulty yeah. you want to play it on. Who gives yeah. a shit? 
anybody's yeah, going to exactly. shame you for whatever difficulty you play it on, you can tell them to fuck themselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you're a first timer, I would definitely recommend uh, casual because that can get pretty brutal pretty fast. And I would also say don't worry too much about like recruiting all the other students to your squad. Um, like I said, your squad probably should be pretty well balanced. Um, I think I recruited like four other students total and two of them were just like hey you're cool can i join your team and i was like okay like they're My only, team like sucks can i be on your team they're yeah <laughs> they're like our leader is a fascist can we please join your house it's <laughs> <laughs> like sure please. kid so we're hungry um, yeah there were like two people like i went after hard because i was like i really like you but yeah every like a couple other people were just like uh i don't know what's going on with our house and you're normal so can i but um yeah i i feel like you might think like oh i can recruit most of the other students i need to do that and you really don't um again if there's someone that you think is really great that's in another house sure go for it but i wouldn't stress yourself out trying to get six of the eight people in the two other houses um <laughs> like that's a lot two of, weeks ago a lot of like last week yeah, like last week I was in the Nintendo eShop and I almost very irresponsibly either bought that or Mario Maker 2. I, I, like, I just don't have the time for another game, <laughs> especially like either one of those. Yeah. So I'm glad I didn't I mean, do it, it but I've, I've been very curious about Fire Emblem, so I'm glad we kind of had this chance to chat about it because it's never like those games have never really been my go-to, but also like why not try it if it's, if it's getting all this love? Like everybody... Yeah who I see talk about it as having an absolute blast playing it. So I'm almost having like that FOMO where I'm like, do I really, do I want to see this? Yeah. I just, I can't I mean, right it, now, but maybe somewhere down the line, that might be a game I do try to dip my toes into. This yeah. is a very educational experience. Well, I'm glad. I, I mean, I think, like I said, I think it's really good. Um, you obviously have to like RPGs um, yeah. to enjoy it, but like they, they were watching Game of Thrones like when they were this. <laughs> um which is which is good like the the old games didn't have nearly as much world building or sort of like the state it, it was like a lot more cliche just like oh this guy like is bad because he's world. possessed by an evil dragon and like oh okay, no that's fine isn't that game um, of <laughs> well maybe but <laughs> did the evil dragon also, burn down the seat just, just because it was a bystander yeah but like <laughs> really this actually has like a lot more sort of like you know a led to b led to c led to this person turning against their friend kind of thing so it's like it's like a lot more um kind of logical like even the villain in my path i'm kind of like i technically agree with you but i don't agree with what the way you're approaching this problem um which is makes it a lot more interesting experience than just like well you're crazy and evil so i have to kill you yeah <laughs> yeah so i know you're i know you're a game of thrones fan steve um but it is a very long game absolutely there's yeah there's see that's no the thing. getting around that oh god so i mean this yeah. is all like the story sounds very interesting i will say the kind of getting over the uh the combat and the lack of durability of weapons that would be something i'd have to set aside because as we know the breaking weapons seems to grind my gears but this does seem like something i, I would be interested in somewhere down the line so i'm glad we had this summer session of weeb university with professor kate 
so I'm looking forward to more sessions where we can talk about more weeb shit. I would be and happy I wanna, to educate. I want shit. Tambo to call mm, in shit. sometime because I need Tambo to explain what weebadoo means. So Tambo, yeah, no one give knows us a call what it means. at three four seven five zero nine five six two zero. Let us all know, pal. Weebadoo. So that has been the first ever class of K- of Weeb University with Professor Kate. So this has been a good time. And with that, it's time to move into the topic. But before we do. The show is brought to you guys by Nerdiest Brands, and that's nerdiestbrands.com. So if you guys are out there, like we talked about, it's summer, it's hot, you want to get some cool, nerdy tank tops, guess what? Nerdiest Brands has a bunch of awesome tank tops that you can get. They got hats, they got regular t-shirts too, so if you don't want to go the tank top route, if you would rather have some sleeves, you can get those shirts as well. Nerdiestbrands.com for all of your nerdy fandom desires. That's nerdiest, N-E-R-D-I-O-U-S, brands.com. And like I said last week, we got a discount now, 15% off. When you get the chance to enter in the discount code, enter in plus one discount. And that's plus the number one discount. You get 15% off your order. So go check them out. They got some awesome gear. And so with that, it's time to hop into the topic of the show. Like I mentioned at the beginning, this is the opposite of what we talked about a couple months ago where we talked about our satisfying climaxes in video games. Tonight, totally different. We're looking at the disappointments. We're not mad. We're just disappointed. And we got a few. I know I have a couple. It's actually like thinking about this was way harder than I thought it would I be, know. which is, I guess is a good mm. thing, which means I really Dang. haven't been disappointed by most of the games that I've purchased, which is a huge plus. I've definitely had some uh, some bummers for sure. But overall... I usually have a good time. So a lot of mine, it's almost like it wasn't entirely disappointing. It was just like this wasn't what I would have done, I guess. Okay. So, mm. I mean, who knows what you guys have. We could have a, a vast spectrum of disappointment here oh. this episode. <laughs> Welcome but to my life. I feel like there's one, because we mentioned this in passing in the past, in passing in the past, <laughs> we mentioned this game in particular, and I think we're all in agreement here, so let's just get this one out of the way. And I'm talking about The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. And oh. we're specifically talking about the main quest line in Skyrim, yeah, yeah, because yeah. obviously all the side quests are really enjoyable. Like, the, the Thieves Guild is cool, the Dark Brotherhood is awesome, the Companions become a fucking werewolf, like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I, and then you I get the was main very quest. disappointed in the Thieves Guild side quest because my final quest bugged. Oh, oh yes, yes, It had nothing yes, to yes. do with the actual content of the quest itself. It was great. But mine bugged, and I could yeah. never become leader of the Thieves Guild. So I'm like... That's a real bummer. I'm a little salty, you, but... <laughs> did then, you get to keep the skeleton classic. key, though? Because like, I, I almost get, didn't want to do it. I I got stuck in like the final chamber you're, where you're, like, you do whatever shit with the Nightingale yes. people. Yes. I got stuck in there and, and like, had to, like, warp out. And then it was, like, I could just never complete the quest. So oh, that's I the didn't, worst. I didn't get, like, named Guildmaster. I didn't get, like, the final armor oh, and no. stuff. And it was, like, especially after you have to do, like, all that, like, grindy crap for Thieves Guild where it's, like, go yep. rob five lockboxes in Whiterun or whatever. So I had, like, yeah. gone so hard on yeah. that because I was, like, I want I wanted to be the Guildmaster, you know. So I, I am the chief thief. I know. Yeah. But you can So, be okay, well, <laughs> yeah, that but one you didn't have a good time with. But, yeah, no, because the main quest line was, it was just so, such a bummer where, like, I know. he's 
Alduin is built up over time throughout this game as like this huge threat to humanity. Mm. It's not even like a little bit like, oh yeah, he might cause a little bit of damage, like he might break some stuff. It's like, this dude's going to fuck everything up, this crazy dragon coming back to life. And then you get there, and by by the time you get there too, because it's Skyrim, so naturally, if you're like me, <laughs> you're doing a ton of side shit. You're yeah. probably spamming the iron daggers, and you're spamming soul <laughs> traps so you can oh, rank yeah. all that shit up. Yeah. And you get ranked up pretty quick, so by the time you're facing Alduin... You're usually relatively strong in the sense that, like, maybe you're not, like, you know, 60 or 70, but you're probably, like, 30, 35, which is at still least. pretty strong at that point. Yeah. yeah. And then they give you the dragon wrench out, and it's just like, oh. I know. All I have to do is shout at this fucking dragon. He goes on the ground, and I wail on him with my very powerful weapons at this point. Yep. I know. As it, I mean, aren't, and you have help, too. Like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. You have people yeah. helping you the, on top of that. Yeah. So it's a, it's just like a mosh, like of just like yeah, just curb stomping him. Like it's yeah. barely a fight. I know he should have been so much harder. And like I I think that don't the um, monsters in Skyrim level scale with you? I mean I I know like I believe after, so yes after a certain point in like points in stealth I was basically one shotting most things anyway. Yeah, and they were yeah. scaled with me, but. I, you would th- like it's one thing to like not put that much thought into level scaling a random skeleton somewhere, but you would think they would put a little more work into the final boss, like <laughs> yeah. How, how and I, I also just felt like the main stuff. quest was quick. Like, didn't you feel it like was. it just kind of ended really if you, abruptly? If you do it from like just just the main quest stuff from like beginning to end, it's like I don't know three hours. Like it's I nothing. think yeah. <laughs> Because I remember when you look at your stats, it'll say, like, how many main quest line missions you've done versus, like, all the other missions. And I think that when you finish up that one, it's, like, 16 missions. So, like, that's yeah. it for did the guys, main quest. Did you guys play um, Oblivion? I did not. Played some of Oblivion. I never, like... Okay. Because I would also say, um, relative to Oblivion, Skyrim's main quest is, like, painfully underwhelming. Because Oblivion just oh, adds, yeah. like so much big spectacle it was just it was just so much bigger and like there's like at one point who is it mayrun's dagon is like giant and like stomping all over this town yeah. and like just like all this like, like crazy shit happens comes into the material Jeez. realm it's just like yes and it's exactly like, feels uh. like yeah because it feels like oh end of days like it yes. felt like yeah, stakes exactly. were huge the and this is just like i'll oh, go through the portal there he is get him it's like yeah and like you're like the hero but also like you're not the main character like the main character is the guy who's voiced by sean bean i forget he's the son of the emperor he's like yeah he's like the actual he like you have to go find him and like everything so he he like you know if this were like a story being written it would be he would be the main character you're just kind of this like powerful side person that's like helping him to his destiny which i thought was also like a little more interesting than just like you randomly have dragon powers. Cool. Yeah, it's a it's <laughs> help a good, us end this civil war and yeah. stuff. It's a good way because it's like okay, if you're an RPG and you're like you create your character and you do all this stuff, it's like your character is never going to be interesting because right, he doesn't have like a personality. You just you right. imprint all your decisions onto it. Yes. Uh, so it helps to have like oh like you're like this is the actual like persons with the destiny like you're here to help them but it's like it's their like it's their fate to like save the world 
Right, yeah, but like really... he, you know, he's the one that becomes the emperor in the end and stuff. Not you, you just help him out. But yeah, yeah, I would, I would say like just compared to sort of the scale um, of Oblivion, then Skyrim is just kind of like, yeah, the dragons are cool, but like, are they Mayrune's Dagon curb stomping an entire town? No. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So, especially too, because the dragons were really cool in that entire game. Like I was having a blast obviously now looking back on it, especially with what elsewhere is done with dragon battles now looking back on it, it's very dated but like at the time fighting dragons was cool as shit in that game sure. and you know they, they would do some cool different things and like there'd be different uh what difficulty in dragons like mm-hmm. depending on what color they were and then you know you're just getting this amped up for this big fight with alduin and it's just like right. dragons in the mist like oh he's in he's hiding go find him then when you find him shout him down and then beat his ass and then that's the end of the mission i know and i was just like man after he'd been talked up so much i just i think he deserved better <laughs> like he definitely he deserved, deserved like better. a bigger send off for everything Absolutely. that was being built up yeah yeah i was really bummed about I that agree. Especially, too, because that came out at a time where, like, Game of Thrones was just kind of kicking off. Because didn't Game of Thrones get going in, like, 2011, 2010, right I think it there? was, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. yeah. That was the height of dragon uh, popularity. Yeah, so <laughs> dragons are getting big, and it's just like, look at this. You get to actually kind of live in that type of world, where it's yeah. very much uh, a Game of Thrones-style world. you got these battling right. houses, and there's war, there's conflict, there's crazy... Magic weird demon and, yeah. things yeah and so and then you get the dragons that's cool as shit and then alduin's just like ah, i'm just gonna i'm gonna sit this last one out guys yeah <laughs> it could have been cool too because like imagine if it ended up being like a battle with like parthenax coming in and like you get to like ride parthenax or something like i know yeah i know it's uh Especially once you found out with their the Dragonborn DLC where it's like, yeah, we're putting in dragon riding. It's like, man, yeah, the opportunity's really, yeah. there. <laughs> it really could have been so cool. So, yeah, I feel like we needed to get that one out of the way because it was just like... Yeah, because that's like a... Yeah, everyone. Yeah. I don't think anyone out there is praising Skyrim's main quest as like it's and it's a bummer too because the rest killer. of that game is such is such like just such a blast like I love so many oh, of the yeah. side quests it's an and amazing like all game. those and I think because I, I mean, remember I think they the... can lean on that when they're telling their main story because they know like some oh, yeah. people don't even do this at all <laughs> right right yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought like the Dark Brotherhood was like a better ending than that. Like oh, where yeah. like yeah, she Absolutely. like turned on everybody, and then like you go see her, and she just got like fried. You're like, oh my god! I know <laughs> what happened in here. Yeah, yeah, that's like such a better like storyline. It, yeah, it's, yeah. Like from the beginning to end, storyline was also good. Um, even though yeah. I'm salty about my bugs, but it was also quite good. And um, even like even like the Stormcloak storyline, the Stormcloak versus Imperial, I thought was more interesting. Um, oh yeah especially once you find out that you were basically led to pick the racist side <laughs> you're like oh they're both the storm cloaks are kind of dicks oh i was gonna say i mean i, I well the imperials they're... are shit too yeah like, like imperial the, is like, like overtly Empire. racist though well they're they're not but like the thalmor are overtly racist. i was saying like, the thalmor yeah. Empire are, like, is the, it's kind of like appeasing them yes but I mean, I was an elf, then, so I was yeah, like, yeah. But then you I find got... out later that the Empire's planning to like overthrow the Thalmor, yes. and you're like, oh, and yeah. It's like, so it's kind of like there's no reason not to be on the Empire's side because that's the whole gripe that the Stormcloaks yeah, yeah. have is that they're acquiescent to the Thalmor. But then the yeah. Empire's like, oh <laughs> yeah. no, we're like planning on like kicking them out. Like that's right. the plan. We're doing this so that we can like. It's like, yeah. and why of, would yeah. you not support? Like, 
like and the, instead of your person subverts being, like, the their cause man. like yeah that's true i didn't think your person that. could have been like yeah. the middleman but all they do is just like fusru da and it's just yeah. like that's not helping this <laughs> conflict here but yeah no so we had to we had to cover skyrim slightly disappointing ending there uh which one's did you guys have in mind? Because I have, other than Skyrim, I have, I really only have like two that jumped out to me. And then I kind of wanted to talk about one because I, I've seen people say this one's disappointing and it baffles me that anyone could think this way. So I kind of wanted to touch upon that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Well, I, I, I was going to say, like, because we got Skyrim, like, out of the air. Uh, there's one more, which, like, we've, we've also talked about so much that I don't mm-hmm. think it warrants, oh, yeah. like, another full scale discussion. Just but just to get it out there, Mass Effect Three. Yeah, that's we all we're happened. all in agreement. Yep. Yeah, let down. It was super super let down, especially after like two prior games and then that entire you know storylines worth of like mm-hmm. build up to like this final confrontation with the Reapers. You recruit all your friends, all these people from the previous games come back, and it's like all of your decisions from those previous games are all factoring into that. Yep. And it's like, oh, you know, if you swear at the Rachni, now the Rachni Queen shows up because you recruit the Rachni, and it's like, oh, cool, this is awesome. Like, this is really building to something cool. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like, no, those are all just like check marks. Yep. They're basically just check marks you, gotta, you need to fill in so that you can play the final level. And then you yep. play the final <laughs> level, and none of it, you don't really you know see yeah. much of the fruits of your labor like sometimes like some characters will show up and whatnot but like nothing changes it's still right. the same thing happens and then you get to the very end and it's like red, red, red pill green blue, blue pill green yeah. pill and that's yep. it but i don't know if we need to say much more this <laughs> is the fact that they but had I, to like that takes the whole, ending there's yeah. been whole yeah. essays written about yes like, there's been there's been books and novellas of yeah a petition like yeah so what other ones did you have i okay so one of the ones i picked and this is for disappointing not necessarily like we said not necessarily bad endings but very mm-hmm. disappointing and especially in the context of the game which is usually a good game mm-hmm. uh i would one of mine is the ending to halo 2 ah uh, yes which is like i talked i've talked about halo a lot and halo 2 is probably objectively like the best game in the series I would say it's not my personal favorite, but it's probably like the best game. Okay. The ending, it ends on this like shocking like cliffhanger where it's like to the point where you're like, okay, this is it's going to lead into the next level, right? Like, okay, the next level is this is the cutscene, and now the next level is gonna like the loading screen is gonna come up, and you're gonna play one more level. Like, this is probably gonna be the last level, right? And then the game just ends. It's like Jesus. bamboozling. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's basically like okay the level before that because the last level you don't even play as the master chief which is so strange because like you have like the two just two storylines you play as like the arbiter for one of them he's the okay and then the other one you play as the master chief and then the last mission you play as the arbiter and you kill like the brute chieftain and you stop the halos from firing so that's kind of like okay that storyline's wrapped up you've you've done that and then they like tease to like Halo Three. They're like they talk about the arc, and then you go back to Master Chief, and he's on uh, the flagship, and he, you know, he's, he's talking to like the Admiral, and he's like, "What are you doing on that ship, Chief?" And he's like, "Finishing this fight." And you're like, "Oh shit! Like this is the end. This is it. Like let's gear up for the big um, finale." And then it just ends. Credits roll, and you're like, "What?" Like I, because if there's one thing I hate with games, it's even though if a sequel's like, you know, they're coming out with a sequel, it's like blatant sequel baiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where it's just like, but you 
you know we're making another one. Don't, we don't need to wrap this up. And it's like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no. yeah. I hate, I hate when they do that with TV shows, story. too. Yeah. Yes. Because, like, that was like, that's why so many people got turned off from The Walking Dead, because they Absolutely. kept doing that every fucking season. You're like, yeah. guys, stop. We're going to watch. Stop doing that. I know. Yeah. And that's okay why to, this like, past season was elements <laughs> of, like, your yeah. next thing yeah. coming out. But, like... There's a few have, threads left dangling. Yeah, but like yeah. have yeah. like a an arc of the sort, and then like conclude yes. it. Have like some sort of conclusion, not just be like. Right. It's, what what makes it worse is that when Halo Three starts, it's because like last we see Master Chief's on the ship. Halo Three starts, Master Chief is falling down to Earth in a fireball, and you're like, what the hell happened between? Yeah, that really. ending in here like I want to know it's like I, I think they explain in, like there's like a comic or something but like I wanted oh. to see that like I wanted to see like what like crazy shit happened that ended yeah. in him jumping out and flying to the surface of the earth in like a fireball and like I know the reason behind it was that like um Bungie was like not able because they were planning on having like a final level there was supposed to be one mm-hmm. and like they had to meet like deadlines so they ended up just cutting it all together but they, yeah, they had to meet that deadline and ended up just like, all right, we'll cut it all together and we'll throw in a, a you know, a, a little cliffhanger and hope people are okay Damn. with it. And nobody was. <laughs> yeah, which is like, that's like the one big stain on like the Halo 2 experience because otherwise it's yeah unbelievable game. I did see that there were a few people who had kind of written articles about that as well. I was, cause I was doing some research on like what other people had thought of in terms of kind of disappointing ends mm-hmm. to see like how mine matched up. Sure. Mostly I just wanted to see if Metal Gear Rising Revengeance made it on there. But like, do those people really like this fucking game? Anyway, I digress. Wait, it had a disappointing ending? It's <laughs> <laughs> just disappointing altogether. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, no, it, it seemed though as though like everybody had Halo 2 like in their top five of disappointing endings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of mine was like pretty much the exact same type of situation where it's like this was just cut off halfway through um and that is um deus ex mankind divided Hmm. um which is a really like i love i love that franchise um everything about that game is solid except for the fact that it just kind of ends like (laughs) 25 30 hours in and you're like oh but i didn't but not the story isn't done yet like (laughs) there's like you know the the whole story of that game is like conspiracy and like mysteries and stuff like that and it's and like none of that gets resolved at the end of it and it's like it was very clearly like we cut a game in two and we're gonna give you the other half except it's now in like limbo so you might not ever get the other half which is very frustrating Mm. so yeah that that was like definitely a disappointment for me um just because it was like a very solid game um aside from the fact that it's not finished it, it felt unfinished um when you finish it because you're just like wait a minute there there's like terrorists at the beginning that i don't know that were never explained like <laughs> like See, usually you know the inciting leaves, incident like... like you you like explain that by the end of the story um yeah. and there's like all kinds of like weird stuff with like how the character came back because he's presumed dead at the end of human revolution um that they don't explain it, yeah it was just like oh 
Okay. Clearly. Yeah, that would frustrate me. Wait for this other game that to come out, except you might not even be making it. So. Yeah. If yeah. Is there any that, word on them doing any other games? Hmm. It's it's like I check every once in a while, and it just seems to be in this like indefinite limbo. Who makes that? Is that Crystal? That's unfortunate. No, it's Square. It's um, Square Enix. Oh. Uh, Montreal, Square Montreal, yeah, and um, IDOS, I think. Oh uh, yes. Yeah. I mean yes. they they well Square is just like not doing well. <laughs> um, they they're just like a lot of questionable decisions going they, on. Just there. like living yeah, we'll off see the how the Final Avengers Fan- go. It's just like the Final Fantasy fourteen, like life support at this point. The, the fat of the land. <laughs> yeah, no, like it, it. Someone made like a chart once, like correlating a game tanking and like stuff going up for sale on the Cash Money FF fourteen store, and it was like very funny. It was like, <laughs> oh, you know, what was it like, Left Behind or Left Alive or whatever the hell that game was, like failed, and like suddenly you can buy this fat cat as a mount. For twenty five dollars on the Square Enix store, because <laughs> they're like, Shocking. oh, this is the only game that like still makes money for us. Please, please support our studio in this time of need. <laughs> yeah, they're really hoping the Avengers is a big hit. Well, hopefully, I hope they get a, a hit with another game because they. I hope it. the Avengers is a big hit just because I want to play a good Avengers game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a bummer though because I, I I can see that getting frustrating how they just end that without resolving like yeah a good portion of their storylines because that just feels lazy in the sense it that it's like just bad storytelling. It is bad storytelling. It it clearly was like it was just clearly half of a game and like especially in a game and a franchise that's like so heavily dependent on um, mystery and conspiracies and reveals and that sort yeah. of thing. Like it's especially you know, it, bad. Yeah, it's it's just like okay, I have a lot of expectations going into this, um, you know, and I don't necessarily expect every single thing to be resolved, but, you know, the other the other thing about those games is, is that they are prequels to the original Deus Ex, so they've kind of, like, you're also kind of, like, waiting to see exactly how everything connects, because um, they've introduced, like, younger versions of characters that were in the original Deus Ex and stuff, and none of that has really been resolved either um which i think everyone was kind of expecting at least in mankind divided or the sequel but uh, i don't know if we're ever gonna get it so well fingers crossed yeah, you never know it's annoying <laughs> i really like because uh, i didn't play mankind divided uh i liked human revolution a lot yeah me too i uh, loved human revolution i kind that's i didn't play mankind divided because i had heard like the mixed things about yeah. it yeah it's kind of I mean, like me- oh. mechanically it's great like they I yeah. feel like they improved um, on a lot of stuff in Human Revolution, and it like it looks a lot better. Um, the exploring, like the the city, is like really cool. Um, it's like a little bit more open world feeling than exploring Detroit in Human Revolution. Like like it's a solid game up until the fact that it's just like weirdly truncated at like fifty percent <laughs> of the story. That is pretty weird. Yeah. That that makes it hard. Like I, I, I want to, I want to try. I was like, I gotta give it a shot, but like. It's so hard when you're like, you know, you're going to end satisfied. up like, yeah, unsatisfied. Yeah. I mean, certainly <laughs> if, if a third game ever comes out, I'll absolutely jump into Mankind Divided because then you might actually get an ending with a third game. It could game. retroactively like make it better. Yeah. yeah. But until then, it's just this kind of like, oh, okay. I'm kind of I'm in the same out. position with one of my choices where it kind of follows that same style where... I'm talking about Metal Gear Solid 5, and it's weird because I guess, like, the real 
technical ending is awesome where you get the big reveal that you weren't actually playing as big boss you were playing as the medic and there's two yeah. different big bosses mm-hmm. pretty much so like you're as doppelganger right that's awesome cool as shit However, you have to do, like, a bunch of random things after the main story wraps up, and you have to, like, do certain things to trigger that ending to even come about so you can watch it and see how it really unfolded. Right. The real ending was just kind of, like, a bummer where, like, Skullface was kind of a letdown. Like, the ending there, his whole resolution, like, his whole purpose, everything, like, the whole confrontation between him and Big Boss just didn't feel heavy at all. The battle, I will say, the battle with Sahelanthropus, like, that was pretty cool. That was probably one of the hardest, I guess, Metal Gear battles that they've ever done in a game. Because, yeah. like, it, it takes a lot to take that thing down. You have to be prepared. You have to, like, call in your airdrops strategically so you can get them without getting killed. You got to use, you know, the right companion to make sure that you're doing as much damage on this thing yeah. as possible. So that battle is definitely cool. However, just like the, the, I guess the human conflict, which is usually so strong in Metal Gear, and those mm-hmm. are like the driving forces behind those boss battles, it just wasn't there. Like, I never really kind of looked at Skullface as like this villain who I really gave a shit about. Yeah. And they, they tried mm-hmm. to kind of do what they always do, where they try to make it like not necessarily like a full on villain. Like, he has this, you know, moral amb- ambiguity because mm-hmm. something's happened to him, which turned him into what he is today, and he's trying to like do this to prove a point. Just like they always do, like that's why Ocelot, you can almost argue, is like the the hero of the series when all when all is said and done. Right. It, it's just like Metal Gear trying to be Metal Gear, but like the biggest problem was, and we've talked about this in the past, is how Konami definitely rushed Kojima to get this to print, and it was an unfinished mm-hmm. game. There's, like I said a couple weeks ago, there's footage out there that you can get of like a, a an entire scene that just got completely cut from the game because it wasn't ready. And now I saw a rumor, Manny had posted this in the Discord today, it was like a rumor that Konami might be announcing at Gamescom that they're doing like a new definitive edition, it's like the Demon Edition or something for Metal Gear 5, it's going to incorporate like Ground Zeroes and it's going to like change the story, and the quote was it's basically going to be like stomping out Hideo's vision for the series. So I mean, mm. you actually were Big Boss the whole time. Yeah. yeah right? If, if they do that, <laughs> Double so twist. Pissed. So I'm very curious, like, if this thing ends up being real, it'll have my attention. I'll probably dabble with it. My problem is I have no desire at all to stomp out Hideo's vision because Hideo's vision is what made that series what it is. I mean, for better or worse, his vision is that series. (laughs) Yeah. So that also, like, if that is true and it's coming out, like, kind of soon, that's, like, such a dick move to do when Death Stranding is coming out. Not to mention... If the rumor is true that they announced it at Gamescom, this is Kojima's first time at Gamescom in, like, years. Right. So it's it incredibly petty. It all feels, like, petty. very... Yeah, it feels very petty. So, it yeah, I mean... Some, uh, yeah, like, really bad blood, like, going well, on. Between, I mean, at least like, at least to the public, I don't think anybody supported Konami in that split. Like, oh, no, everyone sided with Kojima. <laughs> yeah. Well, because a lot of it started with how they kind of rushed him with five. Yeah making him get it out because it clearly wasn't ready and that's why when there was like a little thing where he he was talking about how he feels like he's kind of crunching himself right now at death stranding it's like if this needs to be delayed delay it man like yeah so yeah i kind of i kind of was a little disappointed with that and also not to mention like i love the gameplay of five but i 
am one of those people who loves the cutscenes of Metal Gear Solid. Like, I, I love know. all those ridiculous yeah. long movie lane cutscenes. So I was bummed that that, that those weren't there. No, and I, I think I that was another thing that, that suffered. Yeah, I I agree, and I know it's like a meme about how long they are, but like they're also usually interesting and good. So I don't care that they're forty five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> because I'm and... I'm interested the whole time, so it's fine. And so that was what I saw that some people complained about four's ending because of like the long cutscenes and all that. And I'm just thinking like four's ending was what? one of the most emotional things I've ever witnessed in my entire life. Like when yeah. you go from the scene where you leave snake at the cemetery and the camera pans up and you hear the gunshot and you think kn- snake just blew his brains out. I was yes. an emotional wreck. And then it cuts back to him and fucking big boss is there. And you're like, this is the first time I've seen this guy since Metal Gear Solid 3. And like, I thought he was dead. He's alive. Yeah. He's talking. They have a moment. <laughs> it was, I don't, I don't yeah. understand how anybody could not like Metal Gear Solid 4's ending. So I, know. I needed, to, I needed to touch upon that because some people are apparently disappointed. Also by that. like, yeah, like thematically the interaction between those two is like so fucking poignant. Like, you know, yeah. he's he's his father, but also like his clone and like they don't like they haven't had interaction since Metal Gear, Metal Gear Two, whatever. When um, he blew him up. And exactly. <laughs> like it's just Yeah, and like yeah. They I don't I don't understand. I, I feel like you you missed a lot of stuff if you think that the ending of MGS four is bad. Yeah, thank you. I knew I knew you would side with me on that one. Yeah. So yeah, those are those are a couple of my I I have one more, but so uh Matt, do you have another one? I do. I guess uh I'll I'll, I'll do this one. It was uh Batman Arkham Asylum. Really? That was one pick. of mine. Yeah. Oh okay. if you want to talk yeah. about it, you can talk about it. I guess no, I, no, no, no. I have more I have more. Well we'll just go. We can go. Okay, yeah. I my big problem with this is like now, I'm not, like, super into comic books or the comic book lore or the characters or everything, but there are, like, certain, like, there's characters, and I know, like, what their traits are and, like, the, how they are, like, defined and portrayed in everything in any sort of media, whether it's film, TV, or video games. Yeah. Uh, and the final battle of the game where you, you fight the Joker... Juiced out Joker. he turns into, like, yeah. a giant Hulk monster, and you're, like... He's on the Bane who, serum. Who wrote this? You're like, why would the Joker, like, and what, like, anything has the Joker ever been like, ah, now a final fight, bets, and then he turns into, like, a monster <laughs> and starts, like, yeah. throwing, like, boulders and trying to, like, crush him with his big It's gu- very he, out of character. It's like, what, is, like, that's, like, not the Joker's M.O., like, at all. <laughs> like, that's if, like, the Dark Knight ended with, like, Ledger's Joker just like s- juicing up with like steroids and just rips his shirt off and he's suddenly like jacked and he just starts like yeah. throwing Batman over his head like a ragdoll. Like what? Yeah, because that one's that's why that one stuck out to me is because like the whole game is so good where like Joker's yeah. kind of manipulating and then you get Scarecrow. Oh, the Scarecrow missions are yeah. so terrifying. But yeah, like, it is strange because everything else is fit. so like on point. Like, <laughs> I, oh, this yeah. really feels like a bat, like a very faithful Batman, like depiction of like the whole universe. And you just get I to think that it's part. almost in, in that like Halo Two sense that you're kind of talking about earlier, because 
that sets up what the Joker is in Arkham City. So if it was their plan all along just to use that. But that's the thing is, too, is like, did they know that they were going to even do an Arkham City at that point? I don't yeah, think they like, did. How could they have? And I mean, I just, yeah, I, I didn't hate it as much as either of you. I certainly agree that it's like weird and out of character. I, I, almost well, wonder, thing is, like, I, don't, I don't hate it, but it's just like, it's, it's just like, oh, you, well, it's something you think, that like, really sticks out yeah, to you. They could have done something I, clever. They could have done something really clever as like the final that, fight. That's what I was going to say. I feel like they, they needed the Joker to be the final boss because he is the central antagonist the entire game. He's the one pulling right. all the strings. Yeah. And I think they just couldn't come up with any sort of like actual battle mechanic for like the joker so they just repeated the bane fight essentially like yeah pretty much yeah it i I think they just like felt i guess got backed into a corner because like the joker doesn't really have iconic like weapons per se like mr freeze or you know some of the other characters where you can kind of like easily build a video game battle yeah, around it. Like, neither He's does more Scarecrow. of a manipulator and yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they just like couldn't come up with anything. Um, so yeah, I it, I agree that it was like weird, um, but I really like that game. So for me, it just it didn't bother me that much. I was just kind of like. Well, yeah, exactly. That's the thing is, I love that game, and it was you know the first like real superhero game that made everybody be like, oh wow, like we can do some yeah. awesome things with superheroes. But that was my problem with it because I had mentioned at the start of the show where it's like I wasn't. It's not that I was like super. I hated it or like super bummed by it, but it's not how I would have done it. You know? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's just yeah. because it he felt has like a, such a long yeah. history of not being like that. Yeah, it felt like a cop out. Like you could, like yeah. you very much felt like. Okay, this he's the boss. He's the final boss. So let's make him fight Batman. As, right. He's just, but he's like not as giant fighter. as a yeah. and he's giant got these long monster. nails and well, he's got a mohawk. Yeah. It's like they oh, pawned yeah. it off. It's we. It's like they pawned it off on like someone completely out of touch with like Batman, Batman, or yeah. any yeah. of the characters. Just like okay, uh, what I would do is I would make him really big so that he can punch Batman and, and Batman's gonna, like, use his gadgets to beat him because he's too big and strong. And he's also <laughs> got a mohawk now because Well, mechanically, cool. it was, like, almost a clone of the Bane fight. It, it was, like, yep. very similar. He did, like, mm-hmm. the same kind of shit. It was just, yep. like, you know, he hit harder. And I think he had, like, goons that you had to deal with Oh, as yeah, well. he's always got his um, goons. Goons. Uh, but, mm. like, yeah, there wasn't even, like, any new real different mechanics for him. It's like, well, I already beat Bane, so I know, like, you're going to charge up and run at me, and I have to, like, move out of the way and stuff. Yeah, and I got to so throw it, a batarang as I dodge, and it'll stun yeah, you, exactly. and then I can do my combo, and then boom. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm glad uh, I wasn't the only one on that one. <laughs> But the other boss fights in that game are very good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Like like you said, the yeah, game like was killer, phenomenal. Yeah, like killer a lot Croc of these yeah. scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that Christ. one was great. That one reminded me a lot of like Metal Gear, uh, not Metal Gear, uh, Resident Evil Two as well with the the alligator in yeah. the sewer. Terrifying. Uh, yeah. Kate, what was what was your next one? This one is like part is like part of an ending was disappointing. Does that still count? Oh yeah, we make the rules. Like, Everything counts. Everything counts. Okay. Everything counts. So, sorry, Rianne. I'm going to spoil Final Fantasy X for you. I know she said she played it and then, like, stopped because she got, like, tired of grinding or something. 
but she really likes that game. There's there's a negative sixty percent chance that she ever goes back and finishes that. Okay, okay. So (laughs) so I actually the the main conclusion of the overarching plot of that game was fine. Actually, I thought it was interesting and it was well resolved. Um, but the main character's plot line just ended in the strangest way that was like really fucking weird and so so like he um he's like this like man out of time he gets transported to another time um and and goes on this quest with all these people yada 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 so the whole time you're just thinking like "Eh, it's kind of weird that he got like transported to this other time but that's it you're just thinking he kind of like time travels or whatever well at the very end it's revealed that he's actually he and like his whole time period is like a dream from the gods of like a happier time so he's like not a real person at all <laughs> so Jesus. like he's just like a dream person and <laughs> and like because person. because you like the the main quest you're kind of like rebelling against the cycle blah 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 so like because you've destroyed the cycle they're they're not like dreaming anymore so he just like fades away and it was like it was oh like very God. weird and unsatisfying and it was like like this is sad but like not in a way that even makes sense like like it'd be one thing if like oh i have to go back to my time period now and yeah. you know goodbye to the girl that i love and all this stuff like that would be sad but it would make sense cuz like that's yeah. how he started and that's kind of what you're expecting but the fact that it's like no you're not even real <laughs> you're just the dream of some like some gods really or something yeah oh right <laughs> it was it was like it was so random and it was so unnecessary it didn't add david lynchian like bizarreness yeah. <laughs> like, right it what just, it yeah it was like I hated it. I hated it. And, like, I think it was the whole reason that they made a sequel to that game was just that everyone was like, what the fuck was that? And, cause like, <laughs> at the end of the sequel, you can, like, ask them to, like, remake him into existence because you, you play as, like, the girl in the second one, and then they'll, like, bring him back, but he's still, like, not a real person. He's just, like, a Sounds pretty dream wild. of he's gods a dream or man. something. It, yeah, it, it was... It was very strange, and it was, like, it definitely put a pretty big black mark on, like, an otherwise fine game that had, like, a pretty interesting um, story. But then you have to, like, tack on the fact that, like, oh, the main character isn't real. Like, what? (laughs) And, you know, I, I love me some Final Fantasy, but they do that a lot unfortunately they take this like hard left turn at like towards the end where you're just like wait what i was i was on board with the whole with the whole plot and suddenly now you're telling me that the main character isn't a real person like what (laughs) a couple other ones have done that that's the most egregious example in my opinion but they always do that like 75 percent of the way through they're like by the way (laughs) <laughs> these characters all were from an orphanage together and they got pulled out of time by a witch and blah blah, blah. and i'm like what the fuck like <laughs> what i thought like this was just a story about a rebellion or something like wow you were dreaming <laughs> oh god yeah so sorry Rianne. titus isn't a real person he's actually a dream she's um, probably devastated if now. you ever go back to that game yeah yeah that Otherwise, fine ending. Actually, pretty some pretty interesting revelations and stuff that you do in the end of that game. Just yeah, that last part was just like, 
wow okay way to really put a weird damper on things yeah so I, that, yeah <laughs> I, I see what you mean it's like it, it's, it's hard just, to have like an emotional sort of like uh release where it's like something's supposed yeah. to happen it's supposed to like really you know always in an emotional sort of response like oh no he's gone or whatever but it, right when you're so much more confused than exactly. like than like well, sad and, <laughs> and to kind of add on to that the final boss of the game is his father who got like warped into this demon through blah 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 plot who i guess was also not a real person also <laughs> So, like, so like it kind of detracts from that as well, because he, like, his whole thing is that he, like, he hates his father, blah, 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 and come to find out his father had this whole weird backstory and sort of sacrificed his humanity, blah, 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 and became this monster, and it's, like, actually, like, pretty poignant and interesting, this final fight, except then, then you're like, wait a minute, if he's not real, then his dad was also not real, but was somehow a monster that was killing everyone, like, it, it just... <laughs> retroactively like ruins a lot of stuff yeah it's bad it's weird that was disappointing <laughs> well that's why we're talking <laughs> about conclusion. it because we're not mad we're disappointed i am so, i am not mad square i'm just disappointed my last one and this one will be relatively quick because it, it's not like it's the same thing like i wasn't like overwhelmingly disappointed with this it was almost just like when it happened i was just like oh that's it huh and so okay this <laughs> one is resistance 2 and already I feel like resistance two just compared to one and three is already just kind of a disappointment because it got rid of the weapon wheel. Those sons of bitches. Weapon wheel. So, <laughs> the weapon fucking wheel, man. So in, the, in the first one, it had like a bunch of different weapons. So you had the wheel. You can, so you were carrying your weapons at all times. So you could switch between them. And it was helpful because they had a lot of cool weapons that did different things. So it was pretty helpful to have a big arsenal at your disposal. And then the second one just went to the normal, you can carry two weapons at a time, and you can switch between them hitting triangle, and you can carry whatever two weapons you want, but you can only carry two. So that kind of fucking sucked, because you'd have to always be switching your weapons, like picking up new ones as you go along, depending on what type of enemy you had to fight. So that alone was just a real bummer, and it was a real nuisance, because that game lends itself so much better when you do have all those various weapons at your disposal. Because you're you're mm -hmm. constantly going into situations where you're fighting different enemies that require you to use different types of weapons. Mm -hmm. So that alone sets the stage to be a little bit sour. And Resistance Fall Man, when that came out, because that came out like right pretty much at the time the PS3 launched, there really wasn't much going on at PS3 those those days. So Resistance Fall Man was a Sony exclusive, Insomniac yeah. Games made it. And it was a unique first-person shooter. It's like a futuristic 1950s where you're dealing with this chimera invasion, so this alien invasion taking over, like, Russia. And so you, you have to go to help stop it. Early on in the first game, your main character, Nathan Hale, he gets basically infected with the chimera virus. So, like, over the course of the first two games, he's, like, progressively getting worse. Mm -hmm. So you know for sure he's not going to make it. Like, you know this guy's fucked. There's no cure in sight. And how it all kind of ends for him is what's so disappointing because he's a pretty cool character. Like he's not a voiceless main character. The story's very okay. good in those games, really enjoyable, good voice acting it for what the time was. And so at the towards the end of the second one, you have you face off against like the mother brain pretty much of the chimera. <laughs> it's like this floating head with like tentacles. It's wild. It's a real you gotta take a look at it. It's a very creepy villain to look at and he has like this weird like quiet voice 
where he kind of talks <laughs> like this. So it's just like a pretty creepy villain. And so before you can like destroy him, he basically possesses Nathan Hale. And so on your last mission, because you're like destroying a ship, I'm pretty sure. And you have like all the power as Nathan Hale. And so you don't even use a weapon for your last like mission. You're just going around with your hands. And so you see like your glowing hands in the first person view and you're just <laughs> blasting shit. So that's kind of cool because it's like, oh, look at all this power. But the way it ends, he like clearly has turned into this raving lunatic alien now with all this power and so he's like oh. laughing and he's like giggling or something like that and he turns around and like his partner who he, you got this guy with you the entire game yeah. and like nathan turns around and he says something i don't remember exactly what he says but that dude just shoots him in the head and that's it ah! that's literally it i was just like ah! oh that's that's the end of the main character for two games huh just one quick bullet to the head lunatic. after he destroyed like all that shit and became like the head of the alien race. So what? a little disappointed with that because it, it ended his arc in a way that I just felt like was not as good as it could have been for yeah. as good of a character as he was. The third game was cool, but it takes place like entirely different. It's like pretty much shit has hit the fan. The chimera are like on the brink of taking over the entire world. And so like you're in like, it's like last patches of civilization, survivor survivorship, like kind of going through like underground bases and rounding up people to try to stop the, the whole thing. So the third game is a lot of fun. I just felt like the arc of Nathan Hale deserved a better ending than it got. It was just a little too abrupt for my taste. Yeah. The arc of Nathan Hale sounds like a great game. Right. <laughs> so, sounds like the next Indiana Jones movie. Right? <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Ark of Nathan Hale. <laughs> maybe maybe we throw that in there. So, those are those are mine that were uh, disappointing. Like I said, I don't have too many because I've been I've been fortunate. I've been treated well by the games I've purchased. What else do you guys have? Do you have any more or any honorable mentions you wanted to throw um, out? I had an honorable mention. Uh, it kind of it's it's an honorable mention by ver by default sort of okay. it makes this list. It's Half Life Two Episode Two, mm -hmm. purely on this list because Half Life Three is never coming out, right. so yeah. <laughs> may as well accept it. Uh, and it ended on the cliffhangingest cliffhanger to ever oh, cliffhang. No. Literally, like ends with like oh. We we discovered this uh, thing that you know could be the key to like defeating the combine, and, and you know we need you to come immediately. We're in wherever we're in the Arctic. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, and like you go with like your you know a Alex, who's like your companion the whole time, and like her father, who's like you know the leader of the resistance, basically. And you know you go together. And he's like, okay, you know it's up to you, Gordon. Like you gotta go there, and you gotta you gotta finish this once and for all. And like you, you have like this helicopter you're walking to, and as you enter the hangar, like one of the uh, like controller like like combine controller grubs. It's like these big sort of like grub things with all these like mechanisms on them that have like telekinesis, which are, are you know were barely explained at all in the game, you know, because presumably they were going to get explained in a later game. Yeah. Uh, so they just show up. One of them like shows up and. Uh, he traps all of you and, and you can't do anything and he captures and he grabs on to uh, uh eli that's the resistance leader he grabs onto him and she's just like 
oh, close your eyes, sweetie. And then uh, it, like, takes this big, like, uh, orifice opens up, and it sucks his brain out, like, Starship Troopers, basically. Jesus. Like, <laughs> he, like, it, like, hits his brain, it, like, pierces his skull, and kind of goes, like, and, like, sucks oh. his brain out. And then just kind of, like, throws his body away. And so he's dead. He's fucking yeah, dead. Yeah, clearly. They kill him. He was, like, a major, major character in, like, Half-Life 2 and Episode 1 and then this game. And he's dead. And then, like, he goes to do, it goes to do the same thing to you. And then, like, Dog, the giant, like, the big robot companion comes in and, like, mm-hmm. fights it and drives it away. And you end up getting released. And then, like, Alex goes over to, like, her father's body and is like, oh, God, Dad, no. And she's, like, in tears and she's crying. And, like, Dog kind of, like, goes over and consoles her. And you're just, like, you're, like, the player cameras just focus on this. And this kind of, yeah. like, it just fades to black. And it's like, game ends. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. It just ends just like that. These cliffhangers it's like, are just the worst. That, I that, know. What, that's one of the biggest reasons that, because if it had ended Half-Life 2, because Half-Life 2 had a pretty conclusive end. It was, it was fairly open-ended. You don't mm-hmm. really know what happened. Like, there's still, like, a couple threads loose. But you're like, oh, if they make a sequel, they make a sequel. If they don't, you know, you know, so be it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but this was like, no, like, what, what, where does it go? What's going to happen? Like, where do we go from here? Like, what? This is, like, immense, like, this catastrophe just happened. And it's just like, okay, it's over. <laughs> you know, because that, that was like a, when that, that's just, this is why I hate sequel baiting. Because yeah. you're making up, you're basically making a promise. You're like, tune in yeah. next time. You're like, it's the right. same as going just like, to be continued, tune in next time, you know, for the yeah. conclusion. And then it's like, oh, no, it's not going to happen. I know. It's all up in the air. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. And now it's just it's just it's this incomplete story now where like ends with Half Life Two. It wouldn't have been like you know wouldn't have been fully complete, but it, that would have been an ending. Even Episode One had it ended, would have still been like an ending. Yeah. Maybe like you know not as satisfying as you want, but it, it would be an ending. This isn't an ending. Right. It's not an ending at it's all. It's not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Just this sort of like book. It's got like a hundred empty pages at the end. Right. It's just like, they just <laughs> or got, the pages got ripped out at the yeah, end. Is what yeah. It yeah. Like. Ripped out even worse. Yeah. Yeah. They got yeah. ripped. It's just uh, it's, so it's like they the probably are finished, but they're they're never good. They're just gone. Never gonna see him. Gabe ripped him out and threw him in a fire. <laughs> that he started with all his fucking steam money. Ooh. Yeah. That's that's a story for another day. It's it's fucking cliffhangers. All that. What, see, cliffhangers will always disappoint, especially when there's no sure thing that we're getting the conclusion just the worst just the worst what about you kate do you have any last ones this is i'll I'll give this an honorable mention because i did sort of talk about it in the last episode and that is the vanilla ending to dragon age inquisition um as i mentioned in the last episode they did come out with dlc that was really good that actually sort of summed everything up but you know up until that dlc came out I thought the ending was super weak. Villain just kind of, like, lost all threat halfway through. um, And just, you know, like, usually with a story, you have, like, the stakes keep getting raised, where the villain keeps doing things that you're like, well, how will the heroes ever overcome this, you know? Um, The heroes fail, and then that's why it's satisfying when they succeed in the end. And, like, in this one, basically halfway through, the heroes just start, thwarting the villain at every turn so like it just it's just like very unsatisfying by the time you yeah. face him because you're like well i've already dismantled x y and z of your plan <laughs> like 
it's pretty much just you and this dragon at this <laughs> point. And and to go along with that, like he was a very interesting villain, like really interesting. Mm. Had had like some very relatable motives and everything um and they just it just felt like they were like we don't really know what to do with this guy so (laughs) just fight him on top of this mountain and that'll be that um so yeah that that ending was disappointing yeah but they do at least i mean I, i feel like the ending of the dlc redeemed like the overall plot but it did not redeem the wasted potential of the villain I would say I, I do think they they wasted a lot of potential of the villain, um, yeah. to make him like way more interesting, because um, he he has a super interesting backstory. But oh well, oh and that's well. why oh he well. gets the disappointment a lot of oh well episode. <laughs> yeah, he just gets a lot of disappointment. Shrugs. Honorable mention. But now, so like we had a good handful, but I'd say we had way more to talk about during yeah, the exactly. the positive one. So that's good. It's it's showing that. Most of the time, these endings are going well. So if you guys out there have any endings that just kind of left you a little down, didn't really hit the the satisfying notes that you were looking for, give us a call, 347-509-5620, and let us know. And with that, it's time to move into the end of the show where we're going to play a couple voicemails. So we do have, I want to let everybody know, we got four voicemails, but we're going to go with two this week because we're running a little long. So Dexter, don't worry. We're going to play your voicemails next week. Here comes the first one, but before that, the voicemail section of the podcast is brought to you by Evil Tim Industries. Evil Tim Industries, promoting disappointment in the workplace since 1982. If you want to have the most mediocre employees who will routinely disappoint you to the point where you're not mad You're just disappointed. Hire Evil Tim Industries for their consulting services. Evil Tim Industries, we're not mad. We're just disappointed. So thank you, Tim. And Evil Tim is on next week. So tune in for that, folks. So here comes the first voicemail. I believe it's from our good friend, Reese. Hello, children. This is Reese calling. Just to let you know that not everybody who played Mist was a parent when Mist was out. I am a parent now, though, and, uh, well, I figured I'd let you know, Mist has been re-released several times with animation, I believe, with, with actual, like, animation between uh, screens rather than just going from still image to still image, but they also released something called Real Mist, which I think was exactly what you were talking about with, like, free movement around the world, and, um, you know, I having played Mist, I don't know that that is really going to be, I, I don't know how real Mist went, but I don't know that that style is best suited for Mist just because in Mist, the screen, because it's still images, you have a fixed, like a limited view of what could be important information. And separating the signal from the noise in Mist is one of the big challenges of the game. And I, I feel like it would probably just get really lost without a lot of hand-holding with totally free movement. But like I said, I think realness is that. So if that's an experience you want to have, give it a shot. Um, I think the game is awesome. And, uh, yeah, if if you like getting lost in a world, um, keep a notebook by your side and take notes. Uh, That's what I did when I was in middle school, and it was awesome. And I finally pieced things together 
and finish the game without looking up answers. Hooray for me. Uh, <laughs> other games I'd like to see re-released, I think the original Diablo could go for a remake. Um, that'd be really cool to see again. And um, Heroes of Might and Magic 2 and 3. Uh, 3 in particular is the crowning achievement of that series. Um, and in my opinion, they don't need to do anything. I I think the old graphics are still great and everything like that. I just like to play it on a Switch instead of a laptop. All right, keep up the good work, guys. Daddy Reese out. <laughs> Thank that you very boy much, sure Daddy can Talk Reese. about mist. <laughs> so yeah, I love how he's just like not all parents. But he's like, I am a parent now, but back then <laughs> I wasn't. So I, yeah, because I really parents. didn't know that it was remade. So that's actually that's that's pretty cool. I might have to look into that because, like I we were saying, that. yeah, like when you were describing it, I like I it. thought that would have been cool because that was the big thing is with like the still images that seems very boring to me. Yeah. So I, I need a little bit more stimulation in my life. Maybe that's just because sure. I got you know I got all these things around me: the phones, the screens, too much, yeah. too much going on. I need stimulation. <laughs> you, you know what I just realized. Like at this exact second, what mist is spelled M Y S T? Yeah, because yeah. it's the first four letters of mystery. Oh, I, I just realized it this exact second. There you go. I We're just realizing things. Realized that yeah. seconds after seconds. I mean, I, I maybe it's not. Maybe I didn't. Maybe that wasn't intentional. Maybe it's named mist <laughs> because you thought it looked funny. Reese, give us a call if you but know like, why it's named. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, I feel that just hit me. I was like, oh. And I do like his idea <laughs> to, to throw a, a Dia Diablo sense. remake as well. Because that, mm -hmm. that'd be a good one. Interesting. Throw a little polish oh, yeah, on that. That would. Thank you, Reese, as always, for giving us a call and also yes. educating us on the re releases of Mist because now. I know. I think I might have to look into now Real we Mist. Know. All right, and so the next one is from our buddy in the Discord, Lil Mayo, also my friend Tim, who, by the way, He's got his own podcast it's called the I'm So Surecast, and I guessed on it this week, so go check that out. It's either anchor.fm slash I'm So Surecast, or just look them up on whatever podcast service you listen to this on. They're on them all as well, so go check out the I'm So Surecast. We talk about some comedy things, and Tim actually prepared a little steamer Steve for me. He turned the tables on me and had me huh. guess real and fake games. It was tough. It was not easy. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of sh there's a lot of shit on Steam. <laughs> All right, so here comes now the voicemail you know from what Tim. What it's like to be on the other side, Steve? Oh, I know. Hey, Steve, it's your good friend Tim Number Two, also known as Mustache McGee. And um, I'm actually glad Kate brought this up on the past uh, episode when you guys were talking about games you'd like to remake, and that's Mist, which I have a very mildly funny story about. Not that funny, but maybe like a mild chuckle. But uh, so I always got my gaming influence from my older cousin, and I would sit there and watch him play games. And he was always playing this game that I thought was so cool. Um, turns out that that game was Warcraft. But whenever he was playing, he had Mist sitting on his desk, so I could see like you know the packaging, which had the person falling through the air and Mist spelled with the Y. So I assumed that that was the game that he wanted. So I told my parents, I need this game, this. It's, it's so sick. Please buy it for me. So after lots of, you know, begging, they eventually did. So then I put it in the computer. My dad's, like, over my shoulder, all excited to see the joy on his son's face while he plays this game, which then turned into me just being 
utterly confused, trying to figure out how I get to where I build these huts and and fight other uh, types of people, you know, um, which I never figured out. I was trying to play for about a week before I gave up and just went back to playing Math Blaster and StarCraft. And um, so, yeah, I think it would be great if they remade this so I could play it now in my my old age. And um, thanks for, you know, taking my call. And uh, I look forward to having you on the podcast next week. And goodbye. So it's a mist-themed voicemail night. So we got one vote for and one vote against. That's a hilarious story. He actually told me that when we were recording this past week on his podcast about how he just basically thought Mist was Warcraft, and he was <laughs> so disappointed. So his dad was just like, I just wasted like $23 on this game that you are never going to play again. Great. <laughs> and then I think his dad went and played Mist, and he loved it. So, you know, that's just how of it goes. Course. The parents love Mist. Parents but, love it. So, yeah. <laughs> parents love Tim, Mist. Tim, good news. Kids, kids don't really, can't really figure it out, but the parents love it. Yeah, it's like uh, Kicks, the cereal. Yeah. And so anyone <laughs> under the age of 30 actually bought mist with their own money <laughs> <laughs> studies show no that's a question for our viewers yeah they'll have to give us a Listeners. call but no thank you for giving us a call tim and uh yeah so go check out real mist thanks to reese for giving us that knowledge so tim yeah. there is a remake out there so maybe go check out real mist maybe you'll be satisfied yeah. but that has been the voicemail session like i said dexter we got your voicemails coming up next week don't you worry we did not forget about you but it is time to wind down episode 91 because it's been a doozy of an episode running a little long here so let's close things down so as always if you've enjoyed this or any other episode you listen to head over to whatever podcast service you listen to us on whether that be spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher tune and iheart radio podcast addict pocket cast whatever it is Leave us a like, subscribe to us, and write us a review. It goes a long way, and we really appreciate the support. And, of course, if you've enjoyed this or anything else, head on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. And if you're feeling generous, throw us a buck or two, because every dollar you give us will go right back to the show to make it the best podcast in the entire world. We have a great group of supporters, and we'd love it if you would join that group. And so with that, it's time to wind down episode 91. We hope you have enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed making it for you. And as always, wherever you are, Wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you, and we will talk to you all very soon. What is it? Give a man a fish, you feed him for a night. Teach a man to fish, feed him for ever whatever it was i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. You have for a lifetime for, i don't know, know. Maybe a, longer some, than a day. something about that yeah, who knows no one, <laughs> yeah i feel no for a few is... days <laughs>